Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, we're going to take a gigantic step in financial freedom for yourself. And that step is to understand the difference between kindergarten financial information and doctoral master thesis type financial information. And I'm going to cover today really what I'm talking about is the difference between the Dave Ramsey theories and their program, how I know it to be set up from what I've heard from the outside looking in. I've never taken the program. Just listen to the radio shows now and then. I've seen some of their material. Um, so most of what I'm getting is coming directly from Dave Ramsey's mouth, okay, from his radio show. Secondly, I'm going to compare that to my thoughts, my theories, and my belief system. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to reconcile the differences and show you the difference between one and the other. Now, what I'd like you to do before we start the show is I'd like you to get a picture in your mind. And I think this picture, and I draw it on the board, it's very clear to people they can see what's really going on. I want you to think of a deep ravine, a deep, deep ditch ravine that somebody is standing down in the bottom of. And up at the top of the ravine, is a figure with the name Dave above it saying, come on up, come on up. This is signifying get out of the hole, get out of debt. Come on up to normal, come back to middle class, come back. Well, what is it when you've paid off all your debts? What is it when you exactly pay your last dollar of debt? The answer is broke. So come back to broke. In other words, he's working on a program that goes from negative to broke. And then if you pan across the picture to the right, you'll see a large mountain. And at the top of the mountain is a picture of a little man standing there, and there's above it the name Dell. And Dell has a little speaking cloud that says down to Dave, hey, Dave. When you're done with them, send them up to me. And I think that pretty much says it all in one picture. One picture's worth a thousand words. He's working at getting people out of debt. I'm working at educating people financially. Now, you have to say, well, he's educating people. And I would say, yes, I agree. And But what I want to paraphrase it, what I want to paint the picture as, is that he is teaching people the kindergarten stuff. The stuff your parents should have taught you. And if your parents didn't know it, they should have been taught it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Are there people in this world that are totally illiterate? They cannot read nor write nor do math. And the answer is even today there is. And I ask you, are there people today so ignorant that they don't know how to balance a checkbook, 
that they don't know how to pay off their debt each month, that they don't know how to keep from going into debt that's not functional debt, but bad debt, uh, live above their means, right, that have no financial acumen at all, probably couldn't define for you 10 or 15 different types of financial institutions and what they do or understand financial accounts and different types of investments and what they do and don't and what the pros and cons are. There are some very financially ignorant people, all right? Now, I'm not calling them ignorant as a human being, and, you know, this is not a a call-out. This is just a demonstration of a fact that people can live their entire lives ignorant of some aspect of life. Myself, I cannot sing. You could try and teach me. You could put, you know, music in front of me. I can't read music, you know. When I was younger, I did. I tried to learn to read music, and I did for a while, and I could play the piano, and I could play the guitar, but somebody taught me that stuff. I had a friend picked up the guitar, listened on the radio, and started playing. Could write it down in music. I mean, it was like he was born with it. So there are some people that are better in some things than others, but the basic understanding of something is different. Now, the next point I'd like to share with you is that there are different levels of understanding. And the point I wanted to get to today is for all of you hundreds of thousands of people out there, if there's that many of you out there, whatever, tens of thousands of people that listen to Dave Ramsey every day and believe and follow his teachings, great if you're that person that is totally ignorant and need that education. In other words, you need to go back to kindergarten financially to learn what to do. Great, that's where you should be. But for the rest of you out there, that you're not a kindergartner anymore, yet you're staying in kindergarten, I want you to contemplate a couple of facts, a couple of ideas. Idea number one, would you be a good parent if you forced your child to stay in kindergarten? Right. Say, look, you can't learn the additional stuff in life that's really powerful because it's dangerous. You need to stay in kindergarten where it's safe. I want you holding hands to go to the bathroom until you're 35, 40, 50 years old because it's not safe to go out there by yourself, right? Or take, for instance, curbing the opportunities of a person's life by saying, do you imagine me saying to my daughter, honey, when I drove a car, I had an accident. And since I had an accident, that only proves that everybody else in the world's ignorant. And that the cars are dangerous, which they are, and that most people will have accidents and most people cannot take the risk and should not take the risk of driving a car. So I want you to ride a bike for the rest of your life. Well, when all of her friends are getting places they want to be and doing things they want to do and accomplishing life at a much faster pace, she's still trying to pedal her way to almost nowhere. Would you think it mean of me to do that to my daughter, to hold her down that way? Would you think it mean of me to force my daughter to stay in kindergarten when all of her friends are growing up and going to, to grade school and then to middle school and then to high school and then to college? Don't you think that's cruel, inhumane torture to do that to people? Yet basically that's the Dave Ramsey program. We are going to take you down and remediate your life. We are going to take your life and we are going to relegate it down to a level of a kindergartner. Decisions are easy. 
problems are few. But the upside is almost nothing other than not being completely broken in the hole, right? Because what is it when you finally are no longer in the hole? When you get to even, you are broke. My daughter was broke when she was one years old. She wasn't broke by the time she was 10 years old. She'd already had a savings account. I had a savings account when I was a young kid. I wasn't broke at 10 years old. I didn't overspend at 10 years old, right? So you ask yourself, do you need to stay in kindergarten the rest of your life? And the answer should be no yet. Dave Ramsey has tens of thousands of followers. At 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years of age, they're still going back to kindergarten. To me, that seems on the downside disingenuous, on the top side cruel, right? At some point, it leaves being disingenuous that you're trying to help somebody and becomes cruel. Why can't you take those people and say, look, now that you're no longer broke, let's take you over here and teach you how to use credit. I didn't want you to use credit because I was dumb and couldn't use it and couldn't figure out how to use it. Now I condemn all credit and all people that give credit and all people that collect credit back from people who it's given to. I condemn all of that world because I was too dumb, too ignorant to master it. And so I don't want you to ever use it. And because I don't want you to ever use it, you'll never accomplish the results that Del Wamsley teaches his students to accomplish. Because without leverage, you're never going to make tens of millions of dollars. You're probably not even going to make tens of thousands of dollars. So, my friends, you're going to end up living the life of quiet desperation the rest of your life. You're going to live that life of quiet desperation in kindergarten. You, my friends, might just be in financial kindergarten. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about why that is, what those theories are, and how our theories differ. So, in other words... If you learned some good stuff in kindergarten, there's got to be a point where it's time to move on. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell Wamsley talks about buying your way back from corporate America through real estate. A massive change in my life. My personal residence I lived in was a one-bedroom condo, cost 425 bucks a month. This covered it. My automobile car payment was only 300 and some dollars a month. This covered it. I was buying my way back from corporate America. I could feel it. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your way back from corporate America. Get in control. Get into our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. And now a word on retirement from Del Wamsley. The average person thought they retire at 59 and a half, 60, then they said 64, then it was 65, then it was 66, then all of a sudden they jump right to 70, 70 is the new 59, 70 is the new 64, then it was, you know, hey, most people are going to work all the way into their 80s. Do you really want to work in your 80s? Or would you like to retire in five years or less? Find out how on Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Here's Lifestyles Unlimited founder and CEO, self-made multimillionaire and national radio host, Del Wamsley, on the effective way to run a business. There are people that run their businesses on a shoestring. If you own an apartment complex and you have no cash, that's not a very effective way to run a business. My businesses, each and every one of them, have cash savings. In other words, we can make no money or make very little money and we'd still survive. For those of you that haven't thought it through that far and you don't have any cash savings, Let's get you in here and get you educated on how to save what you already own. The mom and pop businesses are going to take a major hit. 
If you've been running your business that way, you need to get into Lifestyles right now and learn how to operate your business the right way. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our businesses and provide for our families. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the differences between the Dave Ramsey method uh, methodology and the Del Wamsley methodology for financial uh, fitness, so to speak. Just coming up with the term for it. And the reality is, is that we're I am comparing Dave's materials as to that of being a kindergartner in financial information department compared to mine, which is doctoral science type stuff. It's uh, master's or doctorate material, top of the line, gives you the largest and greatest results. The people are the best. How do I know they're the best? Because for the last 13 years in a row, one of our Lifestyles members has won the National Apartment Association's Top Real Estate Investor of the Year Award. 13 years in a row, somebody from Lifestyles has been the best apartment investor in the country. Let me say that again. For the last 13 years in a row, a Lifestyles member, one of us, one of our Lifestyles members, and it's never been the same one. We, uh, each year, a new person applies, and or multiple people apply, but each year, a new person is chosen by the National Apartment Association from 44,000 independent investors nationwide. 44,000 independent investors nationwide, and they pick one. And for the last 13 years, it's been one of our members uh, each year. So it's pretty obvious that that's a win. I don't think there's any other sports teams out there that have come to that kind of a, a winning record or total or whatever. So it's pretty hard to disclaim that we're not the best financial education program out there. Um, the people that go to college for finances come out and get jobs. My people are teach are being taught to be able to retire in two to five years and be rich. So we're talking about tremendously different. Can you imagine going to college and your professor says, you're going to come out of this college program. In two to five years of this college, you will not go to work. You will retire and be rich. Think of the difference. Two to five years of going to this college, you will have the right to work for 40, 50 years of your life and maybe retire if you save and work and bust your butt completely different type of idea, right? Same thing with the Dave Ramsey concept. You can work, you can slave, you can save. You can work, you can slave, you can save. You can eat beans and rice and drive a broken down car and deliver pizzas on the weekend to make up extra cash. These are the kinds of ideas that he believes you should do. And what's weird is people actually do this stuff, the crazy stuff that they do, right? Some of the stuff that I've heard they do is ridiculous, like you want to be on a budget, so what do you do? You put all your money that's going to be spent this week or this month into envelopes, and then you 
tape that envelope to your shirt so you go to work with this envelope that says lunch money, and that's all you can spend. That's your lunch money, right? And you have your gas money for the week, and that's in an envelope, and you take that in your car, and you spend that amount, and that's all you can spend, and et cetera, et cetera. Everything you're going to spend is going to go in a little envelope, and you're going to tape it to your head and carry it around until you need it. And I mean, just look at the futility. It's embarrassing, actually. So let's talk about what he calls baby steps, seven baby steps. Now, first of all, why would you name something baby steps? Well, it's pretty obvious. They're baby steps. They're itty-bitty little teeny things that very, very ignorant and or financially weak people can start with. And that's the key word, start with. But they're not the end-all, be-all. Yet people believe they are and take anywhere from two to five to ten years to accomplish them. So let's look at these ideas and then let's talk about the difference. Baby step number one is save $1,000 for your starter emergency fund. All right, there's nothing wrong with that idea. Let's get a thousand bucks. But do you really think a thousand dollars is enough for an emergency fund? Well, if you got zero, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But let's see. When I was like eight years old, I think I was going around taking stuff out of trash cans, putting it in my wagon, taking it back home and selling it in a yard sale or garage sale. I had more than $1,000 when I was eight years old. By the time I was 10, I had a full-fledged paper route, and I had way more than $1,000. It's an amazing thing. How much money does the average person have? My daughter had $16,000 by the time she was 16 years old saved up. You know, by the time she was 18, she had like twenty or $30,000. She saved up. You know, when you do your little part-time jobs when you're a kid and your little full-time jobs that later on as you get older, your summer jobs, and you save the money. And I guess, yeah, you had to start with $1,000, but what a ridiculously low expectation to start with or to have, right? But again, like I said, if you're a kindergartner, I think the rest of us will laugh at that. Let's go to number two. The second one is pay off all debt except the household debt using the debt snowball. All right. I don't have any problem with this. I don't have any problem with this if he's saying pay off all debt except your house. Or do I? Or do I? Let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about two or three different flaws in this theory. Guy calls up Dave Ramsey and says, look, I'm going to inherit 25,000 bucks. And um, at $25,000, what should I do with it? Dave says, pay off your pickup truck. So now the guy's got a paid off pickup truck, which is a totally depreciable asset. Within five years to 10 years, it's worth nothing. He no longer has the $25,000 doesn't make any sense. Why, on the other hand, would he not do what I would say to do, which is go out and buy a rent house, the $25,000 down, produces $500 a month positive cash flow, which he pays his truck payment with. And when this truck is paid off, he gets a new truck and pays $500 a month with it too. For the rest of his life, he can drive a brand new truck because the monthly payment is coming out of the rent house. But wait, there's more. What happens when he makes an equity capture on the rent house of 25000 bucks, which is very possible, happens all the time. This is a very, very realistic expectation. 
And so if he picks up $25,000, then he's really gotten his $25,000 back. Now, he hasn't received the twenty-five. It's in the house. But at some point, he can refinance that 25000 out. Now he pays that truck off completely, and he has the rent house, and he has the $500 a month positive cash flow. But wait, there's more. If he could pay that out with the 25000 he pulls out, why would he pay it out? Why not buy another rent house and have $1,000 a month? Think that one through. We'll be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Get total freedom in your life, safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about working until you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. 29 years ago, Dell Walmsley founded Lifestyles Unlimited. Dell has taught over 100,000 people, just like me and you, the principles of financial freedom through his national radio shows and personal one-on-one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited. I'm excited to tell you about the real estate workshop that has changed so many lives. This workshop takes you inside what we do and what we believe. We'll share with you the five ways we make money in real estate and much more. Just like your personal trainer, the Lifestyles Unlimited team will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to register for the workshop that will change your life. That's Lifestyles Unlimited. Talk 1370, the right choice. Some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. Today we've been discussing the difference between the Dave Ramsey theories and the Del Wamsley theories and going through David's seven steps, baby steps to financial freedom, financial success, whatever he's calling it here. Uh, probably should have more accurate statement as to what it's called, but I don't because I just don't really care about it other than to say to you, my big worry about this is that people that start on the Dave Ramsey program many times are not the people that need it. The, you know, the kindergarten people need it, but you know, middle school, high school people need middle school and high school information and college people need college information. And this is all baby step stuff. This is all just ridiculous. So step number three is... Um, save three to six months of expenses for a fully funded emergency fund. Now, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here for a second and say to you this. What's more important, to save $1,000 as your baby emergency fund and then start paying off debt? Or is it relevant that you really should have three to six months worth of emergency funds and you don't have it? So you got a $1,000 emergency fund, something large comes up, blows you out of the water, now you go further in debt. Wouldn't we be better off to have a larger emergency fund up front before you start paying off debt? See, the point I'm trying to get to is debt is not the end-all, be-all. It's not that important how much debt you have. What's important is how much income you make. So they're saying take the next step, number four, and take 15% of your family's income and invest it in retirement. Forget about retirement. You're never going to retire. You're going to be 75 years old. And if you're now working in today's society, you'd be lucky to get out by 65, 75, 65, 70, or 75 years of age. So retirement, saving a chunk of money for retirement is a ridiculous and ignorant concept in grandfather's era. 
right? The reality is what you need to be doing is buying income-producing assets. So if you can save 15% of your income, what should you be buying? Income-producing assets. If you can save three to six months' worth of uh, savings, should you not be buying income-producing assets? Instead of paying off your debt, should you not be buying income-producing assets? As you create more and more and more income, your debt will just melt away. You don't have a debt problem. You have an income problem. I tell people this all the time. When you say that, well, I pay too much in taxes, you don't pay too much in taxes. Did you pay $400,000 in taxes last year? No. You don't have a tax problem. You have an income problem. Now, if you make a million a year and you don't have any tax deductions and you pay $400,000 a year, then there are things you can do to increase improve your tax situation. But that's not your first concern. You make $12 an hour and you're worried about your taxes? That's ridiculous. You need to be making, first of all, a hundred grand a year minimum to survive in our society, 250 grand to actually feel comfortable. 500,000 a year is a comfortable enough number that most people in our society can live and feel pretty good about themselves. That's about 40 grand a month. I remember reading that in a book. Yes, I read that in a book. Isn't that ridiculous? See, I looked for books all over the place that said how to be a billionaire. I found there's no books about how to be a billionaire. There's books on how to be a millionaire. There's seminars on how to be a millionaire, but there's no books or seminars on how to be a billionaire because no one gets that wealthy. Very few. One one thousandth of a percent, one one millionth of a percent become billionaires. But millionaires are all over the place, guys. They're a dime a dozen. In my neighborhood, every single person in my neighborhood, I'm sure, is a multimillionaire. Within five blocks of the outside of my neighborhood, I bet most people are millionaires. Guys. Your problem is not debt. Your problem is you make no money. And you need to give up all of these baby steps at some point. Yeah, that's a good place to start when you're 12 years old. Don't be in debt. But why do you ever get into debt? But now that you're in debt, does having a car payment wreck you? No. Does having a house payment wreck you? No, you got to pay rent anyway. Now, buying too large a house? Yes, that's stupid. Buying too large a car? Yes, that's stupid. Those are kindergarten ideas called living above your means. That should Your parents should have slapped that snot out of you when you were a kid. It never should have allowed to fester into this full-grown adult that lives like an idiot. Whew. Spare the rod, spoil the child. You know what I'm talking about. That's the kindergarten love that these kids need. But you're an adult. You need to get some new information. The information that it will get you out of kindergarten. You don't need to walk in line with Dave Ramsey to go to the bathroom. You don't need to go to the commissary at your one hour a day to eat because that's when they feed you like a little animal in a trough with Dave Ramsey. And take your little envelope. No, you need to grow and become independent and powerful and successful and do what you want with and you want with whomever you want and have enough money to do it. That's the difference. Step number five, save for your child's college fund. Why would you ever do something so stupid as save for your college fund? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Whatever amount of money that there is that you could put in your college fund, you could go buy rent houses or an apartment complex. 
that rent house combination or apartment complex investment, the income from that could easily put your kids through college without even a blink, and you will still end up having the income. So as this thing produces income, it has enough to put the first kid through, the second kid through, the third kid through. And all that time, you're building equity and you're becoming wealthy. Rich people accumulate assets and over time become massively wealthy. Poor people save to send their kids to college so their college can, kids can get a job and work like slaves for the rest of their life because that's what they do. That's the ignorance that you live under. Not because you're a dumb person, but because that was the ignorance that was taught upon you to live, believe in, right? I never saved for college for my daughter. I could buy a college. I'm wealthy enough now I could start my own college, right? And I'm not bragging. I'm just making joke. I'm making pun of the fact that it's a ridiculous concept to save for college. It's a way better idea to build wealth so that when someone does want to go to college, it's just another expense to add to the group of nothing expenses compared to your income. Build your income and your wealth. Everything else will take care of itself, including whatever debt you think you shouldn't have. Number six, pay off your home. This is the dumbest of all of the dumbest ones on there. Because most people that he's taking this course are not wealthy. Now, by the way, my house is paid for. So, well, Dell, that's ridiculous. How, how can you be so disingenuous? Because there's a reality about when you should pay your house off. When you have millions and tens of millions of dollars of cash sitting in the bank waiting for your next investment, you have massive number of investments that already are producing income more than you'll ever need, then why pay 4 or 5% interest on a house? The money's sitting there in the bank earning you 1% or 2%. If it's earning you 1% or 2%, why? Would you not use it to pay off the, you know, the three or four percent interest? That makes logical sense. But when you have a house that only has three or four percent interest on it, and you don't have any income, and you could take that money out of there, you could take that money and invest it in an apartment complex or a group of houses, and you could earn twenty or thirty percent return cash flow wise, hundred percent return capital gain wise. You're giving up the opportunity. So I want to introduce you to a concept called opportunity costs. If you are giving up the opportunity to produce more income, then you shouldn't pay off your house. On the other hand, if paying off your house does not in any way impede your opportunity to earn more income, like myself, then there's no need to have debt on your house. It's just simply a waste of time to make the mortgage payment. But remember, whether you have debt or you don't have debt, you still pay taxes, you still pay insurance, you still pay maintenance and repair. And I guarantee you this, when you get to something like what I own as far as a home, the maintenance and repair alone is more than what you paid for your home each month in mortgage payments. The landscaping alone costs more than what you pay for your mortgage payment. The pool maintenance, right? Pool maintenance, pond maintenance, everything out there has to be maintained. Maid service. So I'm not saying, again, that to impress you, but to impress upon you. You're never going to get done paying for your house. So why not go make some money with it? We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show.
What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow? For the next couple of days? For a week? A couple of months? A year? How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's Lifestyles Unlimited. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today I've been um, arguing the premise that the Dave Ramsey training program, although beneficial for the people that are at that level uh, financially and intellectually, uh, is a really kindergarten financial program. And that the sad part is that not that there are people that are at that level and that need his program. That's that's a given. There's no doubt that's true. There's some people that benefit grandly from his program. The sad part is that there's many people taking the program that are well beyond his baby steps and that halfway through his baby steps, they become ridiculous. In other words, if you're completely broke and you're working with Dave Ramsey to get up step one, two, or three, you know, have six months worth of savings in the bank and to uh, start paying back some of your debt. Number four, investing 15% of your household income. Those ideas are fine ideas, and then, but when you start getting into that investing stuff, his ideas for investing are terrible. They don't make you rich, they don't make you any money. His theories about, you know, mutual funds and so forth are going to keep you in investments that only the least sophisticated and probably the less successful people are in and so you get stuck in this you know kindergarten kind of investing type world and then you're saving for a college fund which is useless giving more and more money away to other people when you're giving your money into a 401k or into a college fund you're giving your money to somebody else let them get rich with it instead of you using your money you're paying off your home theory is again giving your money away to somebody else and you can't use it to get rich with it said rich said it goes down the line the bottom line is is that he wants you to stay at a very very low level of competency and financial acumen now one of the things you find it's seems disingenuous as he brings on millionaires every once in a while, especially since I'd started doing radio shows discussing his material compared to mine. He started bringing on millionaires. He started a whole different part of this program where he brought on millionaires and talk about, yeah, I've, I'm successful. I love your program, blah, blah, blah. But if you really look close, all those guys already had giant businesses or very, very highly compensated jobs, and they made their money through their job and or their business had nothing to do with the baby steps that Dave Ramsey's out there teaching. So as long as you get past those baby steps and you go out there and you buy your own business or you buy your own real estate and investments, then that's fine. Having known of the baby steps or being friends with Dave Ramsey or any of his people is no is really irrelevant. I have hundreds of people in our program, probably thousands, they just so won't all admit it, that's you know, listen to Dave Ramsey and try to do some of the stuff he said. Right? But and here again, it just, it doesn't get you all the way there. Now, his baby step number seven is an interesting one. It says, build wealth and give. Well, that's cool. But here's the reality. 
I know he's a very religious guy, and he believes in tithing and so forth, and he believes that one-tenth of everything you own belongs to God, or it all belongs to God, but you should give one-tenth of it back to the church or whatever. I'm, I'm sorry if I mutilated that theory, um, because it, it's just not my belief. My belief is you never give your money to any group of people. You don't give it to the government, and you don't give it to your church. Why? Because they don't know what to do with it, except just spend it. And if you're ever going to be successful at helping large groups of people and making very, very large donations, you have to first be successful. And to do that, you need to start by keeping your money and investing it in building wealth. Now, he says it right here, build wealth and then give. Yeah. Giving is a very important part of having. Because until you have enough to give it away, you don't have enough. In other words, you're never really truly wealthy until you have enough wealth to give some of it away without it bothering you. If it bothers you, then you're not wealthy. Psychologically, you're still broke. And I know people that have millions of dollars that are psychologically broke. But that's not the idea. The idea is that once you get to that point where you have enough money to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want, with whomever you want, and I like this one, this is the most important one to me, and you could go to bed every night and not even worry about where the money's coming from tomorrow, the next day, or 10 years from now. I have enough money right now, I have enough money to never work or invest another dime in my life, and I could live for, until I'm 150. But my businesses produce every one year enough money that I could live to 100. So there's nothing for me to worry about. Now, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you about myself to impress you, but to impress upon you, you know, as you build up to these things, there's these levels you go through. And I got through this level and I went through every level you did by having a hundred thousand to having 500 to being a millionaire to having 10 million and on and on and on up every level. But what I'm trying to say to you is that each level I recognized that I had a new ability to give right? A new ability to give. If I had given all my money away to the government, given all my money away to socialistic programs, if I'd given all my money away to the church, I never would have been able to accumulate enough assets, enough money and assets to build enough wealth to be at the position I'm at now where I can afford to give away. And we just recently did some charitable work for an individual that was a very incredible person. I'm not going to go into it because it sounds like I'm blowing my heart. But the bottom line was is that we gave a very sizable donation to this individual um, and didn't feel it. That's the, you know, you go, well, thank you very much. Well, you know, okay, fine, but it doesn't matter. This was, this was not given because I wanted to get any accolades for it. It's given because this person really seemed like they needed it, deserved it. And we had it. And when we have it and somebody else needs it and they deserve it, then we're lucky enough and or successful enough to be able to step in and do our part. Right? Now, I don't believe in give a man a fish. I believe in teach a man to fish and feed him for the rest of his life. This man was already a fisherman. And so all we did was give him some bait. Right? So I'm saying to you, if you understand that you have to truly be successful financially before you can truly 
give back, like buy a whole wing for a college or buy a, a sporting event for a college. That's when you have enough to really give back large. Hope you understand the program and hope you understand what I was trying to say about the Dave Ramsey program. But remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught. So you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Access past show podcasts and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.